welcome back to Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. I'm your host, Kenzie, and today I'm here with Sandy Furman and Callie Milford, the founder and co-founder of the local, family-run business, No Talks Life. No Talks Life strives to provide affordable, low-waste, vegan body and home care to help you live a cleaner and greener lifestyle. Today we discuss the history of No Talks Life, how their products differ from other companies in the same market, what inspires the creation of the original products, what it was like operating a physical store in LA, the future plans for the team of No Talks Life, and the business advice Sandy and Callie have for everyone wanting to start their own business. If you'd like to learn more about No Talks Life, keep listening or check out their website, notalkslife.com. Thank you once again for tuning in and enjoy the interview. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Welcome back to Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. I'm your host, Kenzie, and today I'm here with Sandy and Callie, the founder and co-founder of the family-run business, No Talks Life. Welcome all. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem. It's a real honor to have you guys on the show. Um, I really love the No Talks Life products, and I felt like it was a real privilege to be able to go out to the Eagle Rock location when it was still open, and it's it's a huge privilege on my end to have you all on the show today. Thank awesome. you. Yeah, and I heard that we helped inspire part of the show. We feel very honored. Absolutely, and if anyone wants to hear about how No Talks Life inspired this show, you can always go on to the blog found on the KCI.org website. Just go to show information and you can hear exactly how No Talks Life inspired this show. I was hoping too today, if you could explain to the listeners a little bit about what No Talks Life is and possibly the history of why it was founded. It was back in 2013, Callie insisted that I learn how to make soap so that I could give it as Christmas gifts, which I totally didn't know how to do, but I did teach myself how to make soap. And after a lot of studying, people liked it, and I was having a lot of fun doing it, but it was just for fun. And then one day I was at the grocery store buying the quote-unquote natural shampoo that I always got, and I decided to look at the back and, and read the ingredients and found out that I was pretty horrified with what the ingredients were in that quote natural shampoo. So I decided to look it up. And when I did, I figured out that that was causing some of the scalp and hair issues that I've been having. And I decided at that point, that was the total inspiration for No Tox Life because I decided there was got to be a better alternative. I could figure it out. I can make it. No Tox Life was born. And we started officially on Earth Day in 2014, so six and a half years ago. What a celebration to start the company on, too. That's really amazing to hear. It seemed everything aligned. The stars were in alignment. Everything lined up that that was the official date. Yeah, and uh, from the very beginning, I was helping her at the farmer's markets because that's initially where we launched and in the general public selling so we would kind of both be there at the booth selling directly to people and we would be listening to their feedback and our system was basically we would sell things, we would, you know, get feedback and then we would also get customer requests. And then at the next farmer's market, we literally, Sandy would have made the product that they had requested and we'd be like, okay, and here it is, you asked for it. And so that was like how we 
very quickly started growing the product line and evolving what we're making and improving what we're making. No, that's definitely amazing to hear. I know that, you know, that engagement with the community is really, really important, especially with growing businesses, because you really get to adapt your products to delivering what people really want and or needing at that moment. Um, and I was going to ask too, you know, in your guys' opinions, what does No Talks Life promote? We want zero waste to be affordable for everyone. We didn't start out thinking that, but we've come to the realization that that's really the overarching purpose. We make only vegan products. We make only uh, cruelty-free. We make only products that people can use in their everyday lives. We've gotten better and better at just eliminating packaging or eliminating any kind of plastics in the packaging so that we can make something truly a zero waste or a low waste product that's just super effective compared to anything else that's out there in the environment. Definitely. Yeah. That's actually one of the reasons why I actually came to the physical location in the first place. I actually saw the advertisement on Instagram and I remember seeing it was all like wooden products. I've never seen something that had the potential to biodegrade that was meant for like cleaning dishes or anything. And then I saw that y'all had the block of dish soap that was supposed to be really like gentle and safe. So when I checked it out, I was like, this is amazing. I had no clue that, you know, there was so much waste that I was involved with the other products I was using beforehand. One of the things that we've been working on very heavily for the past couple of years is eliminating packaging waste, but also evolving our products to make them, like Sandy was saying, so it can be for everyone. I think there can be in the zero waste world a little bit of a view that maybe it's elitist or only meant for certain people who can afford certain expensive products. For sure, there 100% are expensive products on the market that are targeted to zero waste people. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to make safe, effective, good products that really work. And we're trying to make them affordable. Is everything on our website 100% affordable? Yet? No. But you will see definitely like the key products that we are selling are at very reasonable price points and you know they last a long time so they have a very good value. We're, you know we're not the first ones who ever came up with the idea of using the resources that you've got and getting something that isn't going to leave any waste. Indigenous people have been doing that for, for centuries if you go to the local grocery store, you're gonna most you're pretty much gonna find something that's in a plastic bottle. That we want to eliminate. We are looking for getting zero waste for everyone by getting them to stop having to use plastic bottles full of stuff. How does No Talks Life differ from other companies that focus on houseware or body care items as well? Uh, so one thing in the quote like natural products industry. Obviously, the word natural isn't uh, a regulated term, but, you know, we've always been making vegan products, and the reason we started making vegan products is because we went vegan. We went vegan about almost 10 years ago, so when Sandy started the company and she and I were talking about, like, what we should do and what the goals would be and what kind of things we'd be involved in, we were like, oh, yeah, let's let's make it vegan because obviously we're vegan. So we need the company to be vegan. And what's interesting is um, 
more recently I've seen like particularly in the beauty industry space I've seen brands that are you know advertising like oh this is our vegan this or our vegan that but then they have other things that aren't vegan so then you look at the whole company and you're like well the owner's not even vegan so why do they actually care about veganism oh they're doing it to sell more products and that's to me like as a vegan that is a little bit insulting so we're trying to you know be authentic about it and be like yes you know if you look at our dish soap online it actually says vegan on the front of the package which some people might think is really weird or crazy or why is dish soap vegan well you would be surprised to learn that a lot of soaps are not vegan so and a lot of companies a lot of big brands that are selling cleaning products they are doing animal testing um so we're trying to you know educate people about veganism make veganism more acceptable and more you know mainstream and also people who are vegan who are shopping they're not going to be confused in the store it's easier when you're vegan and you're shopping for things if it says vegan i can just tell you as a vegan that's right <laughs> it's true and the other thing is about if they're going to shop with us they're going to know everything that we sell is vegan we personally philosophically we're going to make only vegan products and we're going to be vegan supportive in our culture in our company culture and we're not going to tax people by marking it up the price because it's quote vegan we don't have to surcharge people because it's vegan right and another thing that makes us different is uh, we do manufacture in-house um, which uh, which actually found this out I only found this out last year I was talking to one of our ingredient suppliers and the supplier was just like clarifying like oh so you guys are actually making all your products and and i was <laughs> like yes like obviously we're making you know blood sweat and tears we're making all our products and and they said something like oh well you know almost all of the products on the shelves today in stores they i think the number was over 85 percent are not made by the brand themselves which means that 85% or more of the products in cleaning and beauty in grocery stores are what I would call like private label or white label or private, private brand. The brand you see, like, let's say you see a brand on Instagram and they're like, yay, new cleaning spray. Very, very likely, unless that's a giant company like Procter & Gamble, very, very likely they are not actually making it themselves. They just have a manufacturer making it and they may not have even formulated it themselves. It's very likely they did not. So I think that makes us really unique in, in the cleaning space and the body care space that we are actually doing all of our own formulation and all of our own manufacturing. Right. And I think it's so important when people know that like one, it's being made in-house and then two, it's vegan. I think it kind of puts that thought in their mind. I know it did for me as a consumer, um, you know, about the long-term effects about things that you might pick up in a, you know, a typical store like a Target or a Vons. You never really think about exactly, well, what's in this? 
And then what are the potential long-term effects of this, both with waste and possibly what's in it? Because when it washes down the drain, you don't think about where it goes and what it affects. And when I know when I'm using vegan products, I know that it's a lot safer for not only me and my family, but it's going to be a lot safer wherever it ends up and wherever it ends up whatever's living there is going to be a lot safer with that product instead of something that is, you know, completely made out of like chemicals or like possibly something toxic. The other thing that is nice for us, because we control how it's made, we make it in-house, we're able to control the quality from start to finish, which is really nice for us. It's just something that we really feel a lot more comfortable about. Yeah, completely. And um, in in my dealings with other companies in our, like we make friends with other people who own a brand. And I've actually met a few people where they maybe were trying to get our help on us manufacturing something for them or, or something like that. And found out that in a few cases, their manufacturer was actually lying to them about the ingredients. You would think that that shouldn't happen, you know, in the modern age, but I could see the temptation from the manufacturer standpoint. If like, let's say you go to them and you're like, I want a product that does this, this, and this, but it cannot have, you know, this ginormous list of things. And then the manufacturer is going to look at that and be like, they're either going to go, you're crazy. You can't do that function if you leave out all those things or the manufacturer can make the unethical choice and can say, oh, yeah, we can do that. You know, I'll take your order. And then they use some of those things, but they don't put it on the ingredient list. And I've seen some examples where that actually happens. So what's nice is like we're controlling everything. So if like if we have to use an ingredient that's not natural and there's a good reason for it, then we feel very good about it because we've done a huge amount of research to justify why we had to use that ingredient. And if someone ever says like, well, how come this one is not plant derived, then we can explain to them why we did that. How do you come up with new ideas for products? It's a great question. One of the things we've noticed is that recycling's not working. Uh, only 9% of the plastic that's ever been produced has been recycled. I got this information out of National Geographic. The remaining 91% ends up in the landfill or the ocean. And so we want to help stop that. That desire to stop the plastic problem inspires us to come up with new solid products that will replace the liquid conventional products. For example, our most liquid cleaning products, they're, they're mostly water. It's 80, 85, 90% water. On the recycling thing, one of the things that we found out a little over a year and a half ago, um, I actually had a, a really good conversation with one of the managers of the Burbank recycle, uh, recycling plant or recycling facility. And she was telling me that out of most of the plastics they receive, like right now, like in you know 2019, late 2018, it's not getting recycled. She said most of it. So she said it's going to landfill. So that just kind of, I mean, that's Burbank, big city in the city of Los Angeles has, you know, a very developed infrastructure and it's not getting recycled. So we really do have a huge plastic problem 
in this country because the I don't even I'd have to look it up again like how long does it take for plastics to biodegrade <laughs> forever right. so you know it's and and this is one of the things that I I thought of earlier it's like you know we can be the most non-toxic vegan great products but to me it's almost like selfish if you're not thinking about what that package or container is going to do after you're done using the product because it, it almost gets into like this elitist attitude where it's like well I use this organic product and it's all vegan and then like toss away the plastic but you're polluting the environment that everyone else has to live in so that's why like sandy was saying we're really trying to make these a very effective and accessible solid products to replace plastic bottles so people don't have to keep buying plastic bottles right and one of the things we did a calculation in fact callie did this calculation that if we took a full pallet of our dish block it would replace about 10,000 bottles of traditional liquid soap. Oh, wow. It's true. It really will replace a massive amount of liquid because what most people don't realize is that liquid products, like for example, on liquid dish formulas, um, the water content is typically anywhere from 85, even up to 95% water. Um, And so when you're purchasing a solid product, it's generally in very concentrated form. So you're just using the water at your tap. And, you know, like, for example, on the dish block, um, you're using your wet brush, you rub it on the soap, and then you clean your dishes, and it gets sudsy, and it gets clean. You're not having to transport all that 85% water or 95% water around the world, you're just transporting the actual soap part and using the water that's already coming out of your tap. That's right. And, and we think it's a revolution for the dishwashing industry to be able to just provide the, the concentrated cake of soap. What, what does, what detergent, whatever you want to call it, that's going to clean your dishes. Right. Before um, Sandy and I came up with this product around three years ago, two and a half, three years ago, um, when, so Dishwalk is our trademark. And so when you searched trademark, like at the very beginning, our trademark Dishwalk, you would find literally butter dishes, butter dishes. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. And we, now we, we created the term dish block. Yeah. Yeah. And now people are starting to recognize that dish block means our dish soap. And we're just going to take a quick message from KUCI. The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. And welcome back to Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. Um, I'd like to take a moment to remind the listeners that I'm your host, Kenzie, and I'm here with Sandy and Callie, the founder and co-founder of No Tox Life. Um, we were just talking about the history of No Tox Life, um, what the business promotes, 
how No Talks Life differs from other businesses and companies with like vegan products, and lastly, how they come up with the ideas for products. And I was just going to ask you guys, um, what was it like operating a physical store in LA, and what was it like transitioning to online? Um, so when we actually opened the store, it was around four years ago, and it was what I would call an accident or a happy accident. We ended up um, getting a manufacturing facility and it had a building on the same property and we decided to turn that building into a store. So we were only two years into the business, I would say, two and a half years into the business, which is like very early to open a retail store. And we had been doing the farmer's markets and we we're getting people who wanted to like show up in the middle of the week and we weren't going to have them do that. So we were just thinking, Oh, this is going to be like a farmer's market pickup spot slash store. And um, of course, because we don't ever do anything halfway, we made the store very highly designed. I mean, I designed all the shelves. My dad did all the engineering and building uh, so we made like a really cool looking store and, um, and then a few, two years into it, we basically revamped the entire store when we were starting to make zero waste products. And we like took, took out a bunch of gift items and built all new shelves and started developing all new products to open a refill station. And um, I don't know if you've heard of the refill station, but basically the way that works is you bring your own container, you weigh the empty container, and then you go fill in bulk from bulk containers. Or if it's a solid product, then you can buy like unpackaged or low packaged products. We founded the company in Los Angeles and, and we were online from the very beginning. And then we grew over the years to being in a, a lot of different retail stores, I think over 800 now around the world. Having the physical store was part of that, but it was also completely separate from our main line of business, which is manufacturing and selling to a bunch of other stores the products that we make. And in your opinion, um, you know, why is it important for community members to support stores or businesses like No Talks Life? Well, well, I think that people should really take a look at you know who they're supporting in general like is it a local business is it you know by local is it a USA business or is it in your state or you know even in your city that would be great um, and also like what they care about as far as their employees and their workers and is definitely hard as a business when you're trying to you know do the right thing constantly but then another company is using like deceptive marketing or they have unethical labor or something like that so um i think people should take if they can if they have the time they should take that extra time to you know follow that company on social media see what they're actually doing see you know if they're making correct claims about their products see you know, oh, wow, that company is being, you know, touted by all the influencers, you know, maybe that means, like, here's what I know, what that means is that company is mega overpricing their products, so they have plenty of money to pay influencers. We don't do that. 
So right. you won't, like if you see an influencer talking about us, it's probably because they bought it. We right. did not give it to them for the most part. Right. So there's all these kinds of things. And I think that people should take extra time to find out more about the companies that they buy from if they can. Yes, and we think also it's good to keep a sustainable business model so that you're not passing on your packaging problem to your consumer. We eliminated the plastic and we use glass or just paper and we make solid products which are not going to have residue left over at the end. So there's nothing to have to try to get rid of. Definitely. And just wrapping up a little bit for today, you know, what are the future goals and plans for No Talks Life? Well, besides, you know, getting into all the grocery stores, obviously, <laughs> um, but also um, we're working on, well, I'm working on some new formulations for shampoo and conditioner. Right now we have one that's really good. Um, and it's kind of, I would say like an everyday general, most hair kind of shampoo conditioner combo. Um, but I've gotten a lot of feedback that people with curly hair need specific products. So we're coming out with specific products for that and for, you know, volumizing and these specific hair concerns because um, plenty of people when they're shopping for shampoo are not going to buy like an everybody shampoo. They're going to buy the one that is specified to their hair type. And for the last question of the day, I was going to ask, what advice do you have for women or other families that are trying to start their own business? We have lots of advice. <laughs> I have the, uh, just do it. Don't, don't sit there and overanalyze it. Don't wait for it to be perfect. Don't try to get your business plan five year, two year, whatever. Just do it now. Cause you're going to figure it out along the way. If you're observant, if you pay attention, if you don't flinch from the mistakes you're going to make, ask your ask customers a lot of questions, uh, listen to their questions and their feedback, but do what you know is the right thing to do. I think that's going to get you through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one thing that on the customer feedback, it has always been very valuable for us to listen to customer feedback. Um, I think that's how we've developed some of our best products. If enough people are like, oh, you know, this one doesn't work the way I expected, well, then that is a problem. And so, you know, or if enough people are saying, I'm looking for a blah product, then maybe that is right. Maybe you should be making that product. So um, it's really good to listen to what your customers are saying, because ultimately they are who are going to make you a business. Like you cannot have a business if you don't have customers. One other thing that Sandy and I both always used and applied when, especially when we were doing like farmer's market sales or even for the store um, is never make excuses. Um, we have many examples to illustrate this, but um, we, you know, did farmer's markets and sometimes the weather is really, really hot it doesn't matter. If you know your product and you have customers walking on that street, you can sell the product and you can make your sales numbers and you can get those products into their hands and then go home and take a cold shower. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, like we literally had that attitude every time we did sales anywhere. 
um, because the minute you start to buy into the excuses and it's like, it's about the weather or the people just weren't nice that day, like you're going to fail. So we knew we had to look at what we were doing. Like if the sales weren't good, we would walk around the booth and go look at our booth and go fix it. So it was straight and the things were put back in the place and the sign was clear. And, you know, we like, even as far as like, pretend to be a customer so another customer walks over to see what's so interesting <laughs> you know like right, right. We, like whatever it takes obviously within reason but don't buy into the excuse of like it wasn't a full moon today so I didn't do that well right or or I was tired so um, right. of course my sales aren't that great it's like no sorry no excuse mm-hmm. nope right nope you're gonna have to sit there and talk to people and get them to understand what's different about your product so that they can actually make the choice and decide to buy. Well, that's amazing to hear, especially with that work ethic. I feel like that's a really big inspiration for so many people starting their businesses, especially right now where everyone has the time to think about things that they want to start pursuing. So thank you so much for that advice. And also thank you so much for coming on to the show today. It was a huge honor. Thank Thank you you so much for having us. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Thank you once again for tuning in to Local Love on KUCI and Irvine. And thank you to both Sandy and Callie for being on the show today. Once again, if you'd like to learn more about No Talks Life, you can find their website at notalkslife.com, where you can also find anything from their products to their blog. You can also follow them on social media at No Talks Life on Instagram and Twitter or No Talks Lifestyle on Facebook. If you'd like to learn more about Local Love's future guests and past shows, you can find the link to the Local Love website on kuci.org under the Thursday Shows tab. There, you can also find additional contact information to submit your own recommendations for future guests. Once again, I'm your host, Kenzie, and I'll be back next week on Thursday at 8 a.m. for more local resources and independent creators near you.